Hey, my name is Yolanda and welcome to Frank Factualities, the podcast. Tune in each week as I speak frankly about life experiences from my perspective and offer you a bit of unsolicited advice. Let's take a little time to laugh, to think, and to cry as we tackle some serious topics and some not so serious topics. Be sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome to Frank Factualities, the podcast. I am your host, Yolanda. Thank you for joining me another week. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, I have been doing okay. It's been a good week so far. Again, glad to have you all back. If you are listening, or I should say watching me on YouTube, thank you all for joining me on the new platform. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, please, and always hit the thumbs up. So now let's get straight into street talk. And I want to talk about, I don't know if you guys saw it. It Well, yeah, it probably was on every platform and news station. But that six-year-old child that shot his teacher or her teacher, because of course they didn't say if it was a girl or a boy, but uh, they released the name of the teacher. But of course, because of the age of the, the student, I know that they'll probably never release it. We'll probably learn the names of the parents before we learn the name of the child. But because uh, that child will have time to rehabilitate himself and to get out in the world at some point. So I understand protecting the privacy of children. So I'm not judging or knocking that process because it's necessary. But I mean, how crazy is that? Of course, we've heard of school shootings more than likely when it's a student involved in the shooting. It's usually high school, maybe middle. But I've never heard of a situation of a student being that young and committing that type of crime. Thank God the teacher was OK and that no one else got harmed. But that was scary. And of course, it hit close to home because I work in a school. And if I'm being 100 percent honest, we had a school shooting. It happened last year, third day into school. Um, it was outside of the building. However, it it affected three of our students. They were all shot. Thank God everyone survived. And they were shot by a student at the school. Um, again, everyone was okay. They you know, survived and their injuries weren't life-threatening. So that panned out. But just knowing that you have to go to this place every day and not knowing the uh, behaviors of the children that you're going to encounter, like they're their natural behaviors, whether they just loud, whether they just, you know, some people say, well, they just act like that. They're just, he don't really mean anything. He's just, you know, that's just how he talks. And we like to make excuses for people. And we don't just do that for kids. We do that for adults as well. If you have somebody who is always like aggressive or who always catches the attitude, we'll be like, oh, that's just them. I say all that to say people don't walk around with the labels on their forehead. So if you have a hot tempered child, if that's something that's not documented, if they don't have any accommodations for behavior because you ha can have a child on an IEP for behavior. And then there are things that will be in their education plan. So uh, lessons can be modified and behaviors can be addressed if and they can be on a behavior intervention plan. There are just a lot of different things to address if your child. Now, maybe this was just a random out of the blue situation. Now, I'm not even talking about why the child had the gun in the first place, because that's another story. What I will say is that a lot of times people, well, not people, schools get a bad rap for, okay, it's a bad school. They fight all the time. But let me just say this, and I want to be clear about this. Those kids don't come from us. They come to us. So those are your kids. 
you as in the people. They're your neighbors. They're your nephews, your cousins, your grandchildren. So at the end of the day, where's the accountability on that? All we do is house the children, okay, and try to educate them. And in the mix of all that, you have to try to discipline which is unfortunate because what we want to do is just educate. But in the middle of that, you're going to have some conflict, but it shouldn't be that we have to restrain students. We have to, I mean, I can go on and on about this and it probably needs to be a side subject because I think at any place that you work, you're going to have a different perspective on uh, a lot of these public situations because you know the ins and out of the operations because you're there every day. I wouldn't dare talk to anybody about the woes of the hospital. I have a friend who works in the emergency room and the story she would tell me about why people come and, you know, uh, just the woes and what they have to deal with on a daily basis. I could never imagine, but all you hear in the street is, oh, that hospital is trash. They don't know what they're doing there. They take forever. But if you understood what really was going on in the building and how things operate, you would think a little differently about it. And I feel the same way about the education system. I remember there was a, a viral video of an officer like flipping the desk over with the child in there. I promise you there have there was a lot of things that took place prior to that video being being um, recorded. And at the end of the day, when you're staring at a kid and again, I can only speak for where I am. I'm at a high school when you're staring at a kid eye to eye because they're your height or even bigger sometimes and they're threatening you or they happen to put their hands on you. The expectation is, you know, you're not supposed to do anything. It's our job. We can't. However, if you have to call an officer, trust me, it's been some things that popped off. So all I'm saying is that we have as parents have to be accountable for our children uh, for a six year. All I can think is a six year old handling a gun. That would be pretty hard to squeeze the trigger unless you already been taught how to squeeze the trigger. Uh, and so that child may have already known or if have toyed with it before. I don't know. But we had a Department of Corrections officers come into our school today and they were talking about, well, what they were there for was to recruit uh, like seniors, kids that are getting ready to graduate. They are they have a lot of positions, uh, entry level positions that they want to hire for. So that's why they came. But they were scared, guys. They were actually scared to be in the high school. These are people that work in a prison with actual criminals who have been convicted of murder and uh, robbery and all of these other crimes and stabbings and same thing as murder, but y'all get what I'm saying. And they were scared of our students. I, that floored me. So before you get an attitude with an educator, because I feel like in education, we're the most disrespected profession. People don't respect what we do. And it's not just, oh, we don't value it. And when I say they don't respect it, the attitudes we get from parents or just the community about like, what are you guys doing? Oh, you can come there for a day and see what we do. I promise you is work going on. But that's a long story. And as I stated, I can stay on this topic for hours and hours, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. So uh, what do you guys think about that? Um, if you have children, like I said, try to be keep them uh, any weapons or anything out of their reach. Uh, talk to your kids about violence, make sure because you can see those behaviors in your kids prior to them coming to school. If they tend to be aggressive, if they tend, oh, I might have to talk about this one day, this gentle parenting thing. I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on to my topic of the day. I don't, you can parent your kids however you want to. I am not in a position to tell anybody how to raise their kids because I wouldn't want anybody to tell me how to raise mine. But there's one thing I do want you all to consider because this was my, my theory on my son. Your kids have to go to school and someone else has to has to give them instruction. Now, gentle parenting is probably closer to what the teacher is going to give them. However, gentle parenting, I know, will have consequences. But also if 
Your kid can't talk out their way in getting something when somebody tells them to do something. Can't be any rationale to it. I just hope that, and I don't know enough about it to argue the point, I, but I do hope that in gentle parenting, you go over consequences and it has to be if and then type of consequences. If you do this, then this will happen because the expectation when they get to school is that when somebody tells them to do something, the expectation is that they do it. I'm not going back and forth. No teacher should go back and forth because now that's taking valuable instruction time from the other students that's in the class and that's unfair so just make sure you're teaching them how to follow rules you're going to be disappointed in life people are not going to always do what you want them to do regardless of how many times you ask sometimes it's just a flat out no and that's something that has to be understood prior to coming to that nothing justifies you being that angry that you want to do something so just have those type of conversations because we talk in like the black community about having conversations with our black kids about getting stopped uh, by the police but teach them what their behavior should be like when they enter the school and what should and should not happen not just if somebody hits you hit them back because i think that probably is the only thing we tell them about going to school and their behavior but anyway i'm off of that rant Moving on. Um, so today I want to talk about you, you as in me, as in I, as in us, as in we, all of that and selfishness or prioritizing. Which one is it? Let's talk about that. Do you or have you realized that people in general typically try to make you, me, feel bad about prioritizing your needs or putting yourself first? Have you ever been told that you're selfish and or it's not always about you? Those are and that's a trigger for me. It's not always about you. But that those things have been told to not just me, but I'm sure to you as well. And let's talk about what that really means so that you can in this new year be a new you for real and 23 be about me, i.e. you. Same difference. So selfishness pretty much is it's the lack of awareness around the impact of your that your behavior has. So it's like I'm doing these things and I'm just ob oblivious to how it affects everybody else. Lack of awareness. Prioritizing is more like setting boundaries and that's respecting your needs and it's not selfish. I'm very much aware of my behavior, which is why I'm making these decisions. So it's not that you are again, doing things and you have no idea how it's going to affect people. So just like we throw words around like narcissists or whatever, it's really important for us to understand what these words mean before we start to label people, because it can be very offensive and it can really send people over the edge. And I didn't want to say it like that, but that's what I mean. And the reason is we all are struggling or dealing with something in our lives. And the reason why we feel like sometimes we just need to take time for ourselves. But no one is ever going to know what that something is. Your behavior is just going to say, okay, well, I don't want to do that. Or you're going to have a conversation with somebody and you're going to say, these are the things that I need from you. And it's going to sound like a, I, 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 I need this. I want this. You should have did this. Why, you know, tell me this. I want to make sure I, and then they're going to say, well, it's not always about you. And you're going to say, well, it's not, but in this moment it is. And sidebar, why is it when you're giving, you're telling someone your feelings or emotions, they think that it's not about you. I can only speak from my perspective. So anything that I address with someone about how I feel is always going to be from a I standpoint. And if that's considered selfish, then okay. But I can't tell how I feel from your perspective. I can only tell it to you from me. So yes, in this moment, it is all about me. Because I'm the one speaking and expressing how I feel about something. 
Also, if it's coming up in an argument, they're just deflecting. I mean, really, because if I'm saying how I feel and you just don't want to hear it, just say you don't want to hear it. But yes, it is about me because I'm speaking and I need to get something off of my chest. Whether you want to hear it or not is another thing. But it's not selfish to tell somebody how you feel or what you thought about something. And if you feel like they're wrong, then say that. But again, labeling and name calling is not necessary. So let me tell you a story and why I'm talking about this, because I've been getting like, the spiritual people will say like downloads from the universe, <laughs> but pretty much just like reminders that you need to talk about this. I don't know why. It's just that it came up on like a couple of uh, people's posts. They've shared quotes about it. Somebody asked me something about it. What do you think about this? Uh, one of my I saw one of my friends posted again online about it. Um, and I was just like, OK, I'm supposed to talk about it. Although it's probably not that well thought out and it's probably not one of those things that's checked off because it either is or it isn't. But I needed to speak on it because I want people to get into their selfish season. That's a tongue twister. Selfish season. So and that's it. 23. All about me. So to my story, some of you may or may not know because I've said it on said this on previous episodes of the podcast, but I uh, was a tween. How do you say it? Uh, tween. Yeah. Like a preteen, uh, mother. I had my daughter when I was 12 and I, of course was in school and I would think I was sixth grade. So I couldn't drop out. There was no work for me because I was young. I finished school. I went throughout school, but by the time I was a senior in high school, I was about 17 years old. I got kicked out. My mom kicked me out. So I was homeless. And I mean like homeless. I don't mean like, okay, um, I'm staying with somebody else. I mean like house hopping or what people call like couch potatoes. I'm on, I'm staying with this person this week. Next week is somebody else. I got my clothes in trash bags. So um, at the time, no, my daughter wasn't with me. I asked my mom if she could stay with her until I figured out what I was going to do with my life. Um, however, the responsibility of like caring for my daughter while I was in school was always my mom. She didn't work. So, uh, she was able to, she had to care for her. Now I was only 12 when I had her. So any decision about my child wasn't mine. Even when I went to the doctors and I found out I was pregnant, they asked my mom all the little questions. What are we going to do? What is her cares like? This is what she needs to do. Cause I just wasn't of age to make that type of decisions. So, um, Again, my mom didn't work, so she watched the child. However, uh, because she didn't work, and at one at that point, we were on government assistance, um, she didn't really have that much money to support. So um, I had to figure it out. Now, my child's father was also young. I think at the time we got paternity and went to court. Uh, he might have been 16 at the time, and the, my child wasn't one yet. I one year uh, wasn't a one year old yet. So when the we did paternity, the judge determined child support then, and he was uh, I'm laughing because you'll see why he was ordered to pay $17 a week in child support. That's how much he. No, I lied. It wasn't a week. It was $17. Was it a week or a month? Either way, it was just $17. I can't remember if it was a week or a month, but usually those things are in weeks. So I'm going to say it's in weeks. So it was 17 a week, but he never paid it. So I never even got the $17. I can count on one hand, maybe how many times I got the $17. But as you know, that wasn't enough to take care of a child. But my father, because I was still a child, paid child support for me. So if I got any of that money or was able to use it, of course, I had to use it on my child. I have always, for the most part, been financially responsible for my child as far as like school supplies, clothes. But obviously we lived with uh, my mom. So, you know, living expenses at that time was obviously on her 
based on government assistance, but whatever. That was a lot of ramble about that. So let's move on. When I graduated high school, finally, I decided to go straight to college. And because I was working, uh, because I had to work, I moved in a house that was near the school. So I was able to just kind of walk back and forth because I didn't have a car. So when I got my first refund check, that's what I did. I got an apartment. I got a car. I did all those things so that I can be responsible. So I went to a college undergrad. I didn't do a straight four years. I can tell you that because you can't give everything 100%. Let's just be honest. School didn't get 100% because I had to work. It wasn't an if, ands, or buts about it. There was no calling out. You don't work. You don't eat. Your bills don't get paid. Your lights get cut off. So and that happened plenty of times. So yeah, you learn quick. I um, definitely got on academic probation a lot in college. I got suspended academically. Uh, so my four-year degree took me, I think uh, I was supposed to graduate in 2005. Um, I know I lied. I was supposed to graduate in 2002. I graduated in 2005 because of all the starts and stops, but I wasn't going that entire time, guys. So fast forward, my daughter, of course, lived with me all of this time um, because I worked maybe nights. My mom watched her doing that. But anyway, it was just growing up. And then uh, I had my son at 29 and still just I wasn't married when I had my son. My husband and I didn't get uh, married until well after that. And so I was still and he didn't live in the same city I lived in. So that was still kind of me being a single parent. I said all that to say my life has never been about me. It's never been where I had the opportunity to think about myself only from the time that I could think about anything because getting I actually got pregnant at 11. So getting pregnant at 11, you and you, you're just I like just started my cycle. I'm in the sixth grade, for God's sake. It was like over the summer, actually, before I entered the sixth grade. So I, I don't even know what was on my mind at that time, but it definitely wasn't adult responsibilities. I can tell you that. Now that I'm getting older, I find myself not wanting to do things, not because I don't like my friends or my family or I don't want to see them or I don't want to talk to them, but I want to be to myself more. I want to explore myself. Uh, This podcast is part of that journey, actually. Um, I just want to do things that I'm interested to in doing without worrying about somebody else. And I know those are my kids and I'm just using that story as an example. But I say all that to say, no one knows my journey and my feelings on that. It's easy to be like, oh, you had a child at a young age, but understanding the mental toll that that took on me and how I'm 42, but I became a mom at 12. That's more than half of my life that I've not been an individual. I don't know what it's like to just be a regular teenager and not have responsibilities or duties. I don't know what that is. I've always had to be a nurturer. So that is who I became in my relationships. Uh, that's just who it was. It was like, okay, I wanted to make sure everybody else was okay because why? It was less stressful for me that way. If everybody else was good, then I wouldn't be overloaded emotionally mentally right so let's just okay you want me to do that fine let's just do it if it makes you happy it is what it is and I got comfortable with just pleasing people and I also felt like well I've gone through a lot in my life so uh these people haven't I'll be okay I'll take the L I'll take the loss I'll be the one to get my feelings hurt I'll be the one to go through the 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 turmoil because okay what's the worst that can happen to me the worst thing happened in my life wasn't even having a baby actually it was being homeless because I wasn't just homeless one time I'd have been homeless like two three times but that's another story too another day 
Because of that, when I say things to people, it's because I'm looking out for my own sanity. My friend is a therapist and she's heard every last single and a licensed therapist. I'm not talking about a life coach. She's a licensed therapist. And when I tell her my stories, she says, Gore, she calls me by my last name sometimes. I don't know anyone who has sustained that much trauma back to back who is sane who doesn't need therapy, who hasn't had a mental breakdown, who hasn't need some sort of medication. So when I tell you I'm built tough, I know I am. I'm built tough. However, I'm tired, man. (laughs) I am tired. And I just want to just rest. And I just want to be appreciated and value for the things that I have either already done or will do because it takes a lot out of me. I feel like I'm, I'm 42. I feel like I'm 65. With the amount of responsibilities that I've had. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to retire right now (laughs) because of how long I've been working. I mean, people say, well, I've been working since I've been 16. Yes, but your work wasn't toward like real responsibilities. Your 16 year old check. Now, maybe some people did help pay for their parents uh, place. But guess what? Your check, trust me, wasn't holding everything down. I'm sure that some government assistance or whatever was helping. But just to have your own and to know that if if you don't do it, it won't be done. That's a different type of stress at 17, 18, 19, 20 and going to school full time and working full time. It's just a lot. And um, so that's where I'm at. And that's why I say I feel like it's supposed to be because if I'm saying, hey, I need some time for me and nobody's letting me do that or nobody is allowing me to say no and allowing me to take that on. Then what happens if I now have a mental breakdown? You know what I thought about, guys? Remember that guy Twitch from the Ella DeGeneres show that um, committed suicide? I remember everybody saying, you know, he has a great family. Uh, You know, he has a great job. Why would he want to do that? Um And I'm just speculating by no means do I know that this is true because I don't think he had a suicide note. All I know is they said that he was suffering from some issues from his past, but that his family couldn't make him happy. His wife couldn't make him happy if he was struggling from things that he dealt with prior to them. That has nothing to do with it. And sometimes you got to deal with you before anything That's why it's not selfish. Had he prioritized his mental health prior to family, prior to kids and got himself situated, maybe he could have saved his own life by just getting the help that he needs. So sometimes people don't need a therapist. Sometimes they need to just be left alone. Okay. sometimes they just need the time to just, you know what, let me just ride around the block. Right. Sometimes they just need to zone out, listen, you know, watch TV in the quiet. Maybe they just want to go on a trip by themselves. Don't harass people and be like, where you going? Why you want to do this? It doesn't make any sense. Why can't we go? And you got to be transparent too, because yeah, if you tell people you don't want them to go, they're going to think that is something up, but be transparent. You know what? I just been dealing with a lot. I'm really stressed out. I just feel like I need some time to myself so I can regather myself. So I don't have a breakdown. This happens a lot with moms with postpartum. A lot of times right after the baby, they need a break. They just need somebody to come get the baby for a little while because whoo, this is a swift change and babies change a lot. They cry a lot. They don't sleep. And then not those off your whole life and you got to recalibrate your life. And sometimes that could be overwhelming and they need a break. And that's so 
okay. But we got to be transparent, number one, about what we say, uh, how we say it, and when we say it to somebody. Don't wait till you get so upset to be like, I need some me time. Don't wait till you get upset to be like, this why I don't, I don't ever want to do this with you because you just exhausting, you know, and you drain me or whatever. Take, have a conversation with the people and tell them how you really feel and why you need those things. It is very important. Another story, and then I'm gonna let y'all go. So this was another reason why I felt like I needed to do this at work. One of my coworkers said, hey, I wanted to run something by you. My One of my best friends passed away. And this happened on New Year, well, on the New Year. And her children called her. She said she was right by their side to help out. And she was just at the funeral and she told them, I'll see you tomorrow. I mean, I'm sorry, not the funeral. She was at the funeral home. And then she told the kids, I'll see you guys tomorrow, which was the funeral. So she said that night she could not sleep. She tossed, she turned, her stomach was hurting. She woke up, she had to go to the bathroom. She didn't even know she was going to make it in to work, let alone go to a funeral. So she made the decision not to go to the funeral. Now, it comes to the point where when she got to work, she wanted, she felt bad about the decision. Did I make the right decision? I felt like that was the best for me. Mentally, I just couldn't take it. It was really burning me inside. It was just anxiety. And I just felt like I could not face them. I could not face her. I could not go to the funeral. But the fact that she felt bad for making a decision that was best for her is why I say, leave people alone, man. Stop being like, why she not here? Why she ain't show up? That's messed up. That's selfish. It ain't about her. The people would have wanted her to be there. You don't know based on the story I just told you about me. Based on what I just said about my friend, how someone feels and why they make the decisions that they make. So don't judge them for it. Try to understand what may have happened in the situation. That's only fair that we do that. You should do that with yourself too. Why am I saying this? Make sure that your message is clear, like I said, to everybody. And frankly, the fact of the matter is Uncle Clifford Rule 51081 Stop trying to be everybody's cup of tea because soon you won't have any tea to sip on yourself, okay? (laughs) And take the time for you. Make sure you do exactly what it is that you want to do. And I'm not saying that you should neglect your responsibilities. That is different, okay? I said prioritize your needs. That means take some time for yourself in the mix of having to be somebody's employee, somebody's wife, somebody's coworker, somebody's mom, brother, sister, whatever. Make sure you take the time out to just be you because with all of that, we lose ourselves and we don't even know who we are anymore, what we like, what activity would you do outside of anybody else being involved in it? Learn yourself, find out what you want because ultimately that is what makes you happy not any relationships that you're in not any type of ties you have not even the job you have it is finding out who you are at the core and doing things and that might be your job but just learn you and sometimes you need to be to yourself by yourself to find that out and guess what guys that is my time I ain't got nothing else to add about that I hope you guys Tune in next week. If you are looking at me right now on YouTube, make sure you guys subscribe. And to my audio listeners, thank you so much for your support. Till next week, guys. Bye.